George Kirkpatrick, Inspiration for the Nation, celebrating people we feel good about. We are pleased to welcome to you, ladies and gentlemen, the superintendent of the Syracuse City School District. You know him as Anthony Davis. I know him as Tony Davis. So he's going to be Tony Davis for, for the rest of this call and conversation. Uh, but uh, Superintendent Davis, thank you for coming on the show. You know, let me just mess with you for a little bit, first of all. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Ah. Th- thank you for having me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we had this conversation. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. I-, I knew it was coming back. You know it was coming back. <laughs> In fact, when you got the job, I texted you. So I recall a conversation back in whenever it was, I think it was August of 2022, where you said, you know, I'm going to finish out my contract. Got contract. <laughs> I said, well, you know, if they if the job comes up and your name gets tossed around, what you going to do, brother? Well, you know, I got a contract. And let's just work on that. But you know what? I I ain't mad at you, brother. Um, first of all, what it. went into your decision <laughs> to dis- to actually accept the opportunity and um, not be temporary? Yeah, it, it's an absolute fair question. <laughs> but I will tell you what went into it was I, I'm noticing the reaction that I've gotten from having my community conversations and people were ready to work. And people wanted to work with me. So knowing that there are people out there who are really ready to get involved and do what we need to do for the children of our city um, just just gave me a calling that I figured it wasn't time to, to sit back down. It was, it was time to step up and continue the work. You said it was a calling, right? Because yes. um, you're sitting in it, right? And it's like, you could sit down. Right. And you actually did yes. sit down, right? You, you, I did. And, yes. And, and, and now, you know, and so thinking about it's bigger than you is what I'm hearing you say. You felt like I had to do this right now. Absolutely. Um, I, I think I have a unique tie uh, to the city where, where I am a product of this district, where I've lived in this community all my life. And um, I know people that are uh, of all walks of, of life uh, throughout this community. So when you can put all those elements together, I think it can work in the best interest of our children and our our community as a whole. Mm -hmm. So I I really want to give it a shot to try to do the best I can to bring all those elements together so that we're working uh, in in unison. You um, let's talk about the issue right in front of us before we talk about your plan for the district as a superintendent. We have lost a student, a Syracuse City School District student uh, an honor student at Blodgett, um, Blodgett School. And yes. um, I know that you sent a message to the community. Let's reiterate, um, talk about Brexy Lee, Torres Ortiz. Yes, this, this was a, a shining light of ours. Um, everything I've heard about this young lady has been positive. Every, everybody she's touched um, has wonderful memories of her. And just the senseless violence, just, just you know, we all get sick. We're all sick of it. Um, but it, it still can't dampen the light of this young lady. Uh, so what's been very difficult is we have multiple buildings that are affected. You know, mm-hmm. she, she went from Seymour Elementary and had just graduated to uh, Syracuse STEM at Blodgett. Um, so you have buildings of students and of staff 
that are deeply affected by this. Um, and then it happened right across the street from Dr. King, another elementary school. So, you know, it's so many ways that things are connected. And then you start to think of family members, friends. Um, it, it's, it's very difficult to gauge how far reaching uh, the hurt is. So um, we're doing the best we can to support the family and support all the people that are, that are currently hurting. And at the same time, we need to challenge each other to do what's right and make sure these things don't keep happening. And I don't necessarily know what those answers are, but I know I'm willing to be a part of the solution. So when, it, when the time comes and we need to sit at the table and say, let's, let's have the hard conversations, I'll certainly be there. So what do you think the school district should be doing? Um, I know you say you don't have all those answers, but uh, what has the school district done, I guess is the question, in response to this? In, in response to this, we, we have a number of things set up moving moving forward. And this was in plan uh, before this tragedy happened. Mm -hmm. um, we, we really are starting to deal with um, having assemblies to talk about um, what things we can do to make sure that we're on track, our students are on track, our staff. We have the resources that we need to support our families and our students. Um, then we have um, community agencies that are joining us um, in our buildings that are familiar with our students and that can provide assistance with them. We, we have really beefed up our social emotional supports so that you know students have someone to talk to when they need to, professionals. Um, also, but we're trying to make sure that we connect with families so that we can help families uh, develop the tools that they need to be able to be really effective at home and make sure that their students are are safe and are learning. So I, I think on all those fronts, we've really stepped up to try to figure out what we can do to secure our students moving to next levels. One of the things that I, I've often said is, or, or one of the things that I'd hoped that the district would talk more about is just what you just said, is the mental health supports that are available in your buildings. We don't hear enough about that in the Syracuse City School District, something that you're actually doing. And so I would encourage that messaging to get out because we'll hear it right away when 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 something happens outside in, in the districts, you know, that you are very familiar with. And so I hope that yes. this messaging is going to be really clear for a community to know that this is not business as usual. This is not normal, no. right? And, Correct. and I'm just encouraging that that message be put out there um, because it. I know that this, there are, kids are in trauma, they're in crisis, and this you, the district is doing something about that. And we just need to let people know um, to reiterate that we got to We've got to we're, we're, we're on this thing. We, and we've also, I'm, I'm glad you used that word because we've also implemented um or we're implementing um, trauma training mm -hmm. for our staff so that we better understand um, the young people in front of us and what they're dealing with on a daily basis throughout the, you know, through the things that, that are traumatizing them and how do we better serve them versus them walking to a classroom, receiving additional pressure and us not understanding that they're walking in with, um, you know, really heavy items already 
So how do we begin to balance that and say, hey, we understand what you're going through. Here are some resources that we can help you with, as well as we're here for you to be able to grow um, the way you should be able to. So the messaging, I agree with you, is absolutely uh, essential. We also, though, have our uh, Office of Family Engagement that mm -hmm. we're using quite a bit sure. that are resources for our families mm -hmm. where even if you don't know how to, to do something or who to go to, these folks will help you actually walk through it. And sure. we think that's a service that will serve our, our community uh, in great ways. Yeah, uh, and, and we should talk, I mean, you have a whole staff uh, dedicated to connecting families and making sure that parents in particular have the resources that they need. We know that uh, SESD is a high need school district. There's no secret about that. And we want to make sure you are making sure that uh, the families are receiving all the supports that they need uh, so that their children and themselves can, can be successful. I feel like I'm a cheerleader for y'all, but I know that this work is hard work, right? And um, I'm asking you as if you are, I, I'm saying that you're, you're affected, right? You have multiple buildings affected, multiple students affected, uh, and multiple families affected, right? And yes. someone said to me, I was in a meeting today, you know, why did this tragedy strike harder than some of the others that, you know, happened just a few days ago? And I don't know how to answer that, but I know I, when I first heard about uh, losing this scholar, uh, it just seemed like I was haunted by it the whole day, you know, and still continue to be haunted, haunted by. It. And I don't know why this is different, but it certainly does feel that way. I don't. I, I'm with you. I, I don't know why it's different, but but I will say, all of them hurt. Yeah. But when you put into context, um a young lady that went one block down the street to get some milk and is three steps away from her home mm. door. And then you see the, the abundance of love that's left out there as um, remembrance to her. And you see how close that is to her doorstep. And you're saying this young lady needed to make four more steps. Mm. She would have been home safe. It, it feels different. There's nothing you can say to me that doesn't feel different about that. And, and, and it's like, you just wonder how you could have protected her, how, you know? So, so I don't know if it's the fact that I have a daughter and I have a son, but you know, it, it's just innocence. I guess that was what I would say it is. It's innocence Under, that was stricken down. Unimagined pain for the parents and, yes. and, and 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 for the students in 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 the buildings, and and we just I, I know that there's a lot of resources that a lot of conversations happening. You know whether it's in the buildings that uh, you oversee all of them. Uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of conversations happening. Um, yes, connecting with you know the mayor's office and the all of the different mm -hmm. community based resources. You know this may be, you know. This this is because even in the meeting that I had that was not related, but it's part of the community. And if mm -hmm. we're going to to end violence in the community, and some of that violence shows up in our schools, 
we we have to have a community conversation. And you talked about uh, when you were going throughout the communities and hearing the needs of the parents and trying to connect the people with the resources. I mean, you're very patient because people had a lot to say. <laughs> and, and that's okay. I, we have to listen. Right. And that's what I appreciated about you taking that time is that I'm you would you said I'm here to listen. And hopefully, you know, we'll see. So what will we see differently? I mean, what will the Davis um administration try to do to improve what you know what your job is? You gotta get the test scores up, you gotta improve outcomes. You got to make the schools safe for all the students. So, how does uh, Superintendent Davis do that? Su success for me will will not only result in um, higher student achievement, um, but it will result in this community being more engaged and and the students and the students' education. Um, and and what that looks like is is as simple as people not being afraid, people offering their, their expertise, and we as a district respecting those expertise and utilizing them. So, so I think we have to get, if I've been able to change um, mindsets as to how we go about doing this business, I will consider that a successful um, time in this position. So I, I'm starting out by letting people know they're welcome to be a part of this. I'm also saying to them, you bring something to the table and we need to be smart enough to take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. I'm sensing from you is, yes, I'm the expert in this role, but I'm not the expert of all things. That's what I'm sensing from you. That's, 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 that's a uh, correct response. Um, I am, I think I can lead and what I what I mean by that is if I can bring the right people together to get the best results, that's leadership. I do not need to be the person up front. I do not need to be the person that gets all the glory um, because that's not something I'm interested in. I'm interested in us growing together. That's what's going to make the strongest of the community. When you think about, oh, by the way, we're talking with Superintendent Anthony Davis. I call him Tony and he said, that's okay. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> because, but, but here's the thing: you are of this community, from this community. You are like from around the way, and I think from a role model perspective, people who grew up with you on the block see you in this role. You are a, so I see that as an advantage in terms of approachability. People, you know, you you're comfortable with folk, right? And, as, and and that's a blessing um, that I hope that you'll be able to take advantage of to get what is needed to to make this district uh, success. You got challenges, right? Yes. You know, you you mm -hmm. you got you got families who are a uh, high need. You have students who are high need. By the way, you got two of my people in your district. Take yes. care of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate having them. Yes. 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 <laughs> Uh, and and one of them is a long-term employee. So I think that, you know, there's a lot on your plate. And what would you say is your priority? I think the the first thing I have to I have to do is make sure people understand that they're all valued. 
So, so when I think about this staff that I have, um, and there's going to be complaints to to everyone and, and every every aspect, but we have some talented people, and and we have to cultivate that talent. But we also have to recognize where we're weak and get stronger. Mm-hmm. So if that's through training, if that's through um, challenging people and making sure that we're holding people accountable, all of that is a part of the process. So that that piece is extremely important. I think the piece that I I don't believe we've tapped into enough is the student accountability. And and what I mean by that is I'm not talking about discipline. I'm talking about having students realize their self-worth so that they are challenging our system to provide them with what they need. Mm-hmm. So if they understand how important they are and that they deserve this education, we're going to be challenged differently. And I'm looking forward to that day when we're, we have to answer to our students wanting more. You know, you got, if you go to the SCSD page, you see a lot of celebration of students and their achievements. And I was in the building and and then I saw something else. And I want to know how you, what is your, what are you saying to your buildings about how to motivate that student that doesn't see themselves in the success where they could one day be the student, the superintendent, where, where you have some young men who have checked out, right? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by checked out, I mean they're going into the building, but that's about it, right? And so, and yet, and on the other hand, you have people making drones and they're uh, valedictorians and and so forth and so on. I want to do the both and. So, how do you mm-hmm. reach the mm-hmm. person who's checked out, but showing up, but they're checked out, yep. and what that says then about the future for them? Because if you've checked out that that that's limiting your options going out and then we're going to see a cycle that results in uh things that we don't want to see in our community yeah and i'm going to extend your statement it's not just young men young, young women also are yeah. putting themselves in that situation um so what i would tell you is i, I don't think it's what i'm going to say to necessarily to those folks i'm hoping that's where this partnership with the community comes into great play because all I need is one person. I need one adult, one responsible adult to be able to connect with a student like that. And, and what will happen I'm not looking to be the only person that is um, trying to resolve some of these issues. This is where I'm looking for community folks to step in. And all I need is one person, um, one responsible adult to connect with the very students that we're talking about on both ends, those who are struggling and those who are um, at the higher end that are achieving. But that connection with a responsible adult has driven people to very high levels. Mm. And just to get somebody to, to, and and I will tell you, I'm a product of it. I had a particular um, mentor uh, Dr. Joe Woods, who put a lot of effort into me and as I worked for him as a teaching assistant, and he pushed me to limits that I didn't know I could achieve. And and he saw something. And that's why I'm saying a responsible adult can be responsible to help someone see their true path and, and how they can achieve higher levels than they imagine for themselves. So I think connections and relationships will change those those pieces that we're talking about that may be lacking at the moment. 
do you so relationships connections are are necessary um i know you do you so are you is that a ask of the community it absolutely is and that that is that is one of the ask of the community all right well what else to, you to ask get involved. Oh, so well, asking uh, so that that sounds like mentoring right or relationship yes, yes. whatever you want to call it uh and you have a mentoring yeah. mentor coordinator at the school at the district yeah we're we're actually in our in in the process of redeveloping that whole strand of of that and we're speaking a part of our community connections mm-hmm. so mentoring uh we also need tutors so when our students can't make it to school we need um some of our retired teachers some folks who have um that that skill set to be able to sit down with our students even if it's for a couple of hours a day helping them with those skill sets that we know they need uh, we're looking to the community to provide us with some educational sites where our students could get some skill development um, in the evenings and on the weekends. So, and and we need people to be a part of that. So we understand that the amount of time that we have in the building during the school day isn't going to be enough to move our kids academically. So, you know, we know it can't be all work all day and every day, but if we can combine some of the recreational activities along with some of the skill building, um, it's going to take our students much further than they currently are. Yeah, uh, and 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 I know that we're talking, by the way, with Superintendent Anthony Davis, Syracuse City School District. Part of what is going to be a, a driving motivator is your ability to fund the things that you need to do. And as you look at, um, you're going to have to have a, a budget at some point. And does the school district have the funding it needs to do what it needs to do for the students? So I'm going to answer that two ways. Currently, yes, we we have the funding. So one of the things that we've done purposely is that, especially with the community organizational um, push, we've we've done contracts, and those contracts would be one to two year contracts, because what we can't do is create recurring costs that we're going to have to pay for down the line, because we've had some federal funds that that we've had the luxury of having over the last two to three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that money runs out, we will not have the same funding levels and we will not have the ability to carry on of some of the things that we're currently um, you know, able to take advantage of. So with that in mind, we're trying to get things into a place where these services and these levels of, of tension, um, we can get things to a place where we don't need them as much as we do now. Um, and what I'm, and that's as simple as let's get things to a better place where everybody's working together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we're trying not to create recurring costs. So, cause later on down the line, we may not have the same funding. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I hear about, uh, is mental health support, uh, access yeah. to clinical services, access for, for students and you talked about this trauma-informed uh, uh, instruction uh, and, and, mm-hmm. and making sure that staff understands the impact of trauma on our young people. Is that a cost that um, the district may need to invest more in? And we are. Uh, well, whether it's enough or not, I think we'll, we're adjusting along the way. Mm-hmm. If we need more, 
we've had full, and I, I mean, uh, full support from this Board of Education that mental health has taken priority. Uh, we know our kids and our families need it. So that's not an argument anywhere. So we are certainly willing to uh, invest as much as we need to, to make sure our, our kids are okay. Superintendent Anthony Davis, Tony Davis, appreciate you. <laughs> um, what would you like to leave the audience with in terms of what you want them to know now, today, as we speak? Two, two quick points. The, the first one is um, Syracuse City School District, District is one of the largest employers around. And we have a number of open positions that that could fit many different types of skill sets, uh, different types of people, whether it's nurses, whether it's teaching assistants, whether it's instruction as far as teachers, um, custodians, all, all types of jobs. So we're looking to better the community as a whole. And if people need employment, I definitely would want them to come check us out um, because we need our students seeing people around them um, that lives near them, lives in their neighborhoods and gives them an opportunity to get involved in this, in this very large school system. So that's one thing. The second thing is celebrate who we are regardless of what people say about us Go ahead. know that we have some very talented students and some very talented staff that I believe is going to soar. And as long as we believe in that and that we, we are lifting each other up, I think we can do it a lot faster. So I'm hoping we don't just keep buying into some of the negativity that's out there or outsiders view of who they think we are. Anthony Davis, Superintendent Anthony Davis, Superintendent of the Syracuse City School District. Now, the roll call of the schools that you went to in Syracuse, just remind me. Sure. Uh, Percy M. Hughes, which uh -huh. is now Syracuse Latin, mm -hmm. Eastwood Junior High School, which no longer exists, and then Henniger High School graduate. Uh all right, um, Black Knight in the house. Okay, all right. Yes, yes. <laughs> all right, uh, Superintendent Davis, thank you. And uh, call on us if we can help let people know what y'all are doing. We appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate the time. Inspiration for the nation. Mm -hmm.